Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. We are beginning part four in our conversation with Zach Hunt. We hope you enjoy. So, Zach, what is your experience at the refuge that sets it apart from the other locations you were at in the past? What makes it what makes it, uh, I guess, produce guys like you from your own experience? Um, so I think, I mean, a, um, the, just the, I mean, just the amount of love, um, getting respect that you get, um, from the, the coordinators and, and, and you directors, uh, and things like that. There's, uh, there's an actual genuine care. It's not like, Hey, I'm coming at, you know, you're dealing with people who work eight hour shifts and they're, you know, Oh, I'm here, I'm there, I'm gone, you know? And, and they're just, they're just there for a paycheck rather than like actually being there, um, uh, for the low, um, you know? And, uh, I think it's, uh, the fact that everybody, uh, not everybody, but what a good 90% of the refuge staff is alumni. Um, which is super cool. You don't have that at a lot of other treatment centers. Um, I don't, I mean, every treatment center that I ever worked at in Florida, I didn't go through a single one of their programs. They were just jobs. I found one, you know, you know, whatever, uh, job, job place or whatever, indeed or whatever. So it's not like, um, it just, they're just different with one in that sense. And, and then the, uh, I mean, the length, you know, the length is, I think a huge, huge, uh, piece to the puzzle of, of maintaining uh, sobriety and and everything. Because I mean, they've always said even in the AA and NA and the short programs, any counselor you talk to, they're going to tell you you can stay sober for a year, your chances of staying sober for the rest of your life skyrocket. So yeah. it's like, why not take that chance in a thirteen month long program and get to that point to where your chances just go through the roof of, of having that opportunity to stay sober. Yeah, um, I've got my own thoughts about it, but Zach, like, what, what do you speak more into the time? What do you think? What do you think the time has done for you? Um, so it just allowed me uh, a chance to uh, really get to know, uh, get to get to know God, uh, get to know myself. Um, you know, and, and I think in. In a 30-day program, everything's still rushed. It's rush, rush. Let's you know, let's 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 figure this out. And it's not really figuring it out. It's like, hey, uh, you got a problem, so um, here's what you can do about it. If you don't do anything, you know, that's up to you. And, and then we'll get you into a halfway house, uh, and you'll get a job, and you'll just jump right back into life. But you don't really come any solve anything, you know. And with the, with the refuge and with the time there, it's like you actually you don't have to rush. You know, and you can, you know, you can actually sit back and take a breath and like literally figure things out um, and, and have people who have figured them out already help you figure them out. Um, and so I think that was a big key. It's like I, didn't, I never felt like I was in a hurry. Um, I just I felt like I had time to, to do all these things. And I mean, here I am, you know, two, two years later and. Um, I haven't figured everything out, but I'm still, you know, I can look back and I can see like, wow, that, that fell into place, that fell into place. Like 
over, over time. And now it makes everything now just so much easier rather than I feel like I have to rush, rush, rush in, in 30 days. And it just, that's, that's exhausting. And that's uh, a lot of anxiety in a lot of people. And in fact, I feel like I can throw people right back into a rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how um, neuroscientists have really discovered you know, it takes it the amount of time it takes a brain to rewire, and I can't remember the exact amount of time. I, I want your point. Seven years. Seven years. Yep. But I think they said that the initial rewiring, it's like twelve to thirteen months. Yeah. Um. To and I think um, it's fascinating because. That being said, like you, you know, it's not it's not a quick thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a quick thing, and I'm sure Zach, even in your experience, um, you know your thoughts and where your head was at the first thirty days that you were at the refuge is different than when you're in month eleven, twelve, thirteen, and even now. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The thing you're talking about, Wes, kind of going into that is the the thirteen. Thir- it's it's twelve to sixteen months where your brain how it processes. Uh, pain or fear or shame will have scarring, but it won't have wounds. If we're just going to use like a, like a, um, that type of language. And in seven years, there'll still be a scar, but it, it's like, it wasn't there in a sense where how you process things. So the thing you were afraid of that drove you there, you might still be afraid of it, but it's, it's not a habit anymore. So our brain literally can, rewire itself in a healthy way. And along those seven years, it doesn't mean that the, the abuse of drugs goes away, but it's how we respond to that desire has changed if we're consistent in it. So it like Zach, you were talking about it. If you are, if you don't use for a year, your chances of lifelong sobriety skyrocket. It is a compounding thing every year afterwards. And once you hit year seven, it's, it if you're healthy, it's like your body did not experience drug use. Now there's going to be scarring, but it's you won't have those same desires that you did today, which Absolutely. is fascinating. But in, yeah, in like and we try to like make it seem like that's that's such a long time. But if we think about seven years, it's really it goes pretty fast. Yeah, it's just being that consistent. Um having that consistent connection with people that care that have that shared life experience. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And I think with uh, even, even more so on the, uh, the emotional status of things is, I mean, if we can look at me as, as my first, uh, nine or, or nine or 10 months in the refuge of my, all my anger, mm. you know, and you, you experienced some of that firsthand, Austin, yeah. of the rage and the, the, the frustration and anger that I had inside of me. And then, I mean, all of a sudden it just kind of just clicked, um, right around the 10, 11, 12 month mark, you know, and where I'm able to like process things just better. And I mean, I can say, you know, I've, have I had my moments this past year coordinating where I've been frustrated? Absolutely. But like, I've been able to like, un- like process the things, uh, and, and deal with them in a healthy manner rather than um, what I was used to before of just lashing out and, and exploding and then having to like rewind and like, crap, my bad. I apologize. You know? Right. Yeah. No, that's, that's an excellent example where I can remember hesitating to like being very, very mindful of like, how am I going to say this to Zach? So he 
doesn't respond negatively to a couple of months ago, hearing guys respond to you in a really negative way and in a type of conflict and me not even like thinking about like Zach's got this, he's going to be able to handle this just fine. So it's like the conflict, the conflict remained the same. It's just, you're able to handle more, which is really, really cool to see. Well, I think, I think one of the indicators that we see even in just the physiological side is that the, the brain's ability to, to control impulses is highly diminished when somebody is in a very unhealthy place. Yep. And, and what that looks like is, yeah, like an anger, like anger especially is one of those emotions that, that just, there tends to be things behind it, but it's the one that is the easiest to surface and manifest in all of us. And, um, if, if I'm someone who has a tendency to just give into my impulses without pausing or slowing down or thinking or reflecting or whatever, um, which is a habit for many, then, then it's, it's, it's going to, it's going to take me to really bad places. And I think that it's, it's interesting, Zach, to hear you say like, now you're much more uh, able to reflect, to slow down, to ask yourself the tough questions. And I think that that's, those are all indicators of like you spiritually being healthy, um, but also you probably your, your body and your brain and physiologically have, have also been changing where you're able to slow down. And instead of just giving in to that impulse, whether it's a desire to, to use at its extreme or even just to give into anger, right? It's impulse control to, you know, or the Bible would call it self-control, um, to slow down and really, really reckon with, okay, what, what am I feeling? What am I experiencing? What's really going on and how do I want to respond to it? Thanks for listening to this episode of the relational recovery podcast. We are going to start part five in our conversation with Zach Hunt tomorrow. We'll see you then.